Welcome back to another podcast, everybody. This was a really fun one to record because we had a bunch of hunters in the same room, and that's always a good time. We had Cody Callum, Eric Strand, Noah Montgomery from Born and Raised. We had my buddy Ben. We had Jake, and then our buddy Josh Elderton from The Untamed. We recorded this from our turkey camp in West Virginia, and we really talked about a variety of topics, but the main focuses were how we all got into turkey hunting, a little bit of turkey hunting strategy, some wild stories of running into poachers on public land, and at the end of the episode, Josh tells us some stories from his bear hunting experiences, which are pretty wild. So as you guys probably know, last year was a wild year for censorship for hunters and anglers. That's why we've partnered with the social media platform Go Wild to combat mainstream social media censorship. Go Wild is a free social media community where not only are your photos not censored, they're encouraged on Go Wild. Go Wild gives you points for things like sharing your trophies, gear reviews, and inviting friends. As you earn points, you unlock awesome rewards too, such as gift cards, free swag, knives, huge discounts on brands like Garmin and Vortex, and so much more. And if you create a free account, you can unlock $10 just for trying it out. So check the description of this podcast or visit downloadgowild.com to get started. At THP, we all shoot bear archery. We all shoot different bows, and that's kind of what we like about bear archery. They have a bow for everybody. Whether you're an experienced archer or somebody that's just getting into it, bear archery has bows that will fit anybody's budget. So if you're in the market for a new bow this offseason, check out beararchery.com, or you can click the link in the description of this podcast to see what bear has to offer. And if you want to save 10% off of all bear equipment, you can use our code THP10 to save you a little bit of money. All right, let's talk hunting with the born and raised guys and Josh from The Untamed. You fogged up? Fogged up. He's hard as <laughs> Fogged up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's... It's pretty embarrassing, really, that you guys called me out on that. No, I'm but super everyone, self-conscious. Everyone has it. What? You you were not in here for the story of the podcast voice. Tell it, Cody. So the first time, <clears throat> Zach's like, hey, I want to do a podcast about Oak Hunt. I'm like, sweet, awesome, stoked. So we get on Zoom, and we're talking through and just getting Zach. And he's like, okay, we're going to hit record. And all of a sudden, it was like, Welcome to the THP <laughs> podcast. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I'm like, I called him out, and he's like, "Really?" I'm like, "Absolutely, you have a podcast voice." Well, what? You know, <laughs> just like he got in his head. It's hard to do, especially if you don't have other people around. Probably, I'd imagine. Yeah, doing it on the phone is the hardest, especially when I don't know somebody. It's yeah. like, you know, I'm gonna be on my best behavior. Yeah, I can't talk if I like can't curse. <laughs> I can't, <laughs> I can't like I just get caught up if I can't just throw a little f- in there. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. But I'll try. <laughs> oh, shit. My God, it's tough. <laughs> My God, it is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> we found out today. Yeah. Yeah, we sure did. <laughs> so what happened to you today? Swing and a miss. <laughs> you know. But it happens. Yeah, it does. And it was me. I went out and sh- I shot my shotgun right out back here. It's probably the same deal that happened to us the whole time when we were down south and just knocking some rust off. Like, we had a bunch of stuff happen like that oh, yeah. early in the year, too, where it's just like, geez, I'd like to think if it was a little later in the year that went to happen, you know? We had, like, four days in a row where we were just, like, that close. 
Yeah. Just the most frustrating. Just like little mis- uh, there's probably a couple little things we could have done different, and we probably got a turkey, you know. And, well, and it, it's like one of those deals too, where it's like nine times out of ten, you get one in one of those four opportunities right. we had, but we just made these tiny little mistakes, <laughs> and it was just like man. So it was a like mm-hmm. a hard wake up. And that was the first real good afternoon at least of hunting i've had this year i don't Probably. know how many you've had you've, you've been oh, yeah, I mean, i've been out a few days but i've not had i've not had response they were starting to crank up this afternoon like we did today for us yeah. and then <laughs> this morning got. this morning the one was cranked up early and we pie faced him define pie face because i think <laughs> yeah. everybody in the room when they so when i hear pie face i uh, think you know one popped his head over a ridge and you just Pie faced him. Yeah, like you shoot him. <laughs> yeah. And then you like texted and you texted Warb that you pie faced one and so the whole day they just thought that you killed a turkey. Yeah, I was wa- I was wondering why he texted me back. He said, Good deal. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I was like, man. What, what's that about? We're rolling. hard. Sorry about that. Should we go around, everyone say their name, what they do? Yeah, we should. Who do they work that. for? No, mm-hmm. wait a Way to reorganize everybody. Yeah, why, 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 why There's eight people why in this stop room. We the can conversation <laughs> as we get it rolling. <laughs> That's so, we, Josh. so we can introduce ourselves. <laughs> Who are you? I'm Josh Elderton with the Untamed. I'm Jake Hipsman with the Hunting Public. This is like a sports. I went to Fox Valley uh, Community College, Technical College. <laughs> Two yeah, years get degree. deep with it. I want to hear. It. I want to hear everything. Uh, yeah, let's hear a little backstory, Jacob. Where no. you from? Uh, this is <laughs> you go. Yeah. This is Cody Kelly from Born and Raised Outdoors and the Flyaway. The Bat Flyaway. Robinson, free agent. Love <laughs> 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 it. Love it. That's right. Hell yeah, you are. <laughs> Damn good one too. That's a free agent. Um, Zach Farnball, <laughs> DHB. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Eric Strand, uh, Born Raised Outdoors, the Flyway. Noah Montgomery, same as Eric and Cody, Born and Raised Outdoors, and the Flyway. So I think just say a little something about the Flyway first, because that's a new thing for you guys. Yeah, so we started a new channel. It's called the Flyway, um, and basically that's where all of our waterfowl and turkey content's going to live, from hunts um, to educational videos all across the board, mm-hmm. everything waterfowl and turkey related. And the reason we did that is just to kind of hone on those two things and give them their own space so that they have somewhere to live mm-hmm. year round for all the waterfowl and turkey guys. You guys are more into that than I guess I ever realized. It's just like you see the elk stuff first and then yeah, like no, I th- well yeah. they, they don't elk hunt for Yeah, exactly. I think fall. a lot of people just thought like we only archery elk hunted. And mm-hmm. that was like, that was the only thing that we filmed and made content about and then Mm-hmm. We did this, all this other stuff yeah. for, you know, entire lives. Mm-hmm. So that, when people see it, like, oh, you're new to turkey hunting. I'm like, well, I've been <laughs> since I was 10, but, I'm, you know, <laughs> yeah. new to travel turkey hunting. But, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. waterfowl, I actually had waterfowl more on a pedestal than our trio for the longest time. Like, that was the mm-hmm. thing that I loved to do more. That's cool. Yeah. But I'm actually the reverse. I started waterfowl and turkey hunting. Started doing that and didn't start big game until I was out of college in my 20s so. Sweet. That's funny. I've never waterfowl hunted at all hardly. I mean I've gone, gone a handful of times and for whatever reason mm-hmm. just never had much interest in it personally. Josh. But that's the interest in the, that's the cool part about hunting. Everybody's mm-hmm. got a little bit of different interest. 
them about, I, tell, about, tell them a little it. about the Untamed. I yeah. thought we were going to talk about waterfowl. I shot a couple of whooping cranes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I did not. <laughs> I've never waterfowl hunted either. No. no. Probably not a lot of opportunities for them. Yeah, I tell you that surprisingly, on the Ohio River, I mean, it's big. Um, but I've never, I've just never had the opportunity to, uh-huh. uh, or the time. Yeah. It, you know, it takes time to pick up another hobby, and yeah. I think I'm all full. <laughs> and so my wife thinks so too. <laughs> yeah. So what is the Untamed? I mean, what do you guys do? What's just your channel? And well, it's exactly what it says. <laughs> <laughs> it untamed, is the perfect name. You know, it's it's kind of like a uh, a mantra or a lifestyle. I mean, I've lived an untamed life. I've I've had a blast and. That's the way I, it, just having fun and meeting new people, which I love, and developing relationships. And we uh, really focused on the Ohio Valley with uh, Kentucky, West Virginia, Virginia. It's kind of our focus of deer and whitetail and black bear. But we still we do western hunts for mountain lion and just having a good time. Well, with turkey season rolling, I'm actually kind of curious. We were talking about talking about uh, sharing some hunting stories. I'll, I'll start off with Jake. I want to know about your first turkey hunt as a kid. We're kind of coming off the heels of turkey season or uh, youth turkey season. Uh huh. I'm curious. What what got everyone going in turkey hunting? Um, I started going with my grandpa when I was really young, and it seemed like it, it was about when like the turkey populations were probably peaking in the area that I live in. And so, like, I just remember it being pretty crazy where there's just, like, six gobblers on this small property that people have probably seen us on our channel gun hunt on a bunch. And it's rare to see turkeys there now, but, like, when I first started hunting, there were so many turkeys that it'd be nothing to have, like, five or six toms gobbling around down there. So I'd go sit down there with my grandpa, and he was pretty new to turkey hunting, too, just because he hadn't hunted them for a long time because they hadn't been around for, you know, most of the time that he was hunting I guess you know it was older when they opened the season up up there so like he didn't necessarily know how to call real well or anything but he's he's just like a super patient guy so we would just sit there and not really call at all or anything we're, but we were just in a spot the turkeys ended up and it was like our yard you know but it's like an opening so we just sit in the yard and eventually the turkeys would come like basically feeding through but it was cool to just watch them move through like real slow you know and they just naturally would come right by into our yard there or whatever <laughs> and uh i shot him with a 410 he's standing on the riverbank that we always get out of the boat in it's just like one one acre that we own on this side of the river and then the rest is on the other side we got a canoe across but shot him right in the yard there <laughs> it's just like an old trailer home that yeah. we stay in once a year during gun season so like nobody's ever in the yard you know it's just like they don't pay any attention to that trailer but home. for that habitat it's like the most perfect cruising yeah spot for a tom mm -hmm. just right along the river yeah. And we know, did it's out. a natural funnel for that's a bird, when i catch them sure. there now like to, since the, there's far few like far fewer turkeys I'll, like they'll cruise through there later in the season like you'll just i just run a trail camera in the yard and you'll just get a random tom cruising through you know it's not like and it's what there is that? what's that w what state wisconsin oh, just like okay. central wisconsin it seems like they're the turkey population in that area might be on like upward trend though it seems like they just had some really bad hatches there with cold weather probably water flooding in that specific yeah. region yeah. too yeah. i'm sure mm -hmm. makes a 
pretty big impact mm-hmm. on them too. Yep. Like if you get that's what my grandpa thought it was like flooding. You know, just a couple of years in a row where the nest probably failed a lot. You know, got flooded out. Yep. Seems like they had a couple good hatches there. How'd you start jo- hunting turkeys, Josh? Uh, I didn't. I didn't turkey hunt until after the service. Really? Yeah. So I was twenty two, twenty three before I started, and I'd got out of the service and season was coming in and. The same guy that we talked about the like, ground hunting with. Yep. They kind of took me under his What's wing. What's his name? Keith Alfrey. Keith. And um, he's a big turkey hunter. And he said, well, come on, we'll go. And <laughs> I said, well, hell yeah, let's go. <laughs> you know, it, and then we hunted and like the same type of, um, I just what, I was getting the reps in. So like I knew how to hunt, but like, never knew how to hunt turkeys and <laughs> we'd have encounters and they'd put out there and Keith would be like hey man you can't do that uh-huh. <laughs> you know you can't have your face mask down over your nose you know they're gonna see you uh-huh. you know you can't move like that why were you moving <laughs> you know and just used to deer hunting basically right yeah, probably like we we grinded that whole season and I he called he called a bird in for me I think it was the second or third to the last day and like, I was war crying, like, <laughs> just super stuck. <laughs> and I mean, I'd heard so many birds that season, and <clears throat> and ended up uh, getting that bird, and like I was hooked from there. And so, been turkey. I mean, I love it. Is I mean, that close to here somewhere? Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. And now, like, it's one of my funnest times of the year. Mm-hmm. And you know, and Brody, my son helps me with that because he's like hooked into it um so yeah that's that's how the story went man the rest is history <laughs> was uh, it what's that what were the turkeys like or not turkey numbers like or around during when you started compared to now like how has that changed or has it changed much at all honestly i, I like i don't know the scientific numbers i've killed every bird since every year since so I, you seems know, like there's enough you, around and, yeah and we've killed you know you can kill two Two gobblers, mm-hmm. so I mean, and there's there's probably a lot more turkey hunters now mm-hmm. than what there were before, but I think I think the numbers are good. That's good. Who's next? Ben. Yeah, let's hear Ben. <laughs> yeah, it was I think I think it was like the end of high school, May of high school year. I went out with Zach. I think I don't know for like one day, but then really college. Maybe we yeah. start hunting together in college. I think that one day, too, you had... <laughs> this, tell them the real story. Don't make stuff up. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't it prom night for you? Oh, shit. And you yeah. got real drunk? Yeah. Like, <laughs> 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 yeah. A few Guinnesses. <laughs> Just yeah. felt like shit the next day. Yeah, the next morning wasn't really... Uh, it was, like, super productive. successful, too, you know? One of those mornings where you spend... At the prom or the morning hunt? <laughs> <laughs> both. <laughs> Look at that smile. Yeah, both. he's starting to blush. <laughs> <laughs> Reminiscing over there. Yeah. <laughs> Reflecting. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> <Both>, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure though that was like the first, the first couple times the first time or two it was like that and then yeah like you said college is when we really started like doing it a lot together 
Yeah, your dad didn't ever turkey hunt, though. No, we never really went out. When did you kill your first one? Freshman year of college, I think. I think so. Yeah. You we still, hunt, this, like, you still hunt the same spots? What's that? that? You still hunt the same spots? Was that up around Not at, really. uh, that was Athens? Up where our parents are from. Yeah. We've, we've you guys are over the years, from Ohio. Yeah. Over the years, we've hunted, like, so many different public land areas, too. Like, Mostly, like we've never really got too attached to anything which is kind of nice. We've got like the old classics, you Any know. Details but we don't on even, those areas. Yeah. Do you want the coordinates on here? <laughs> 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 no, I mean, there's there's stuff now that we used to hunt and kill turkeys on that we would. I, you'd have a hard time getting us to go there. Oh God. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. j- and we were laughing. I think it. I think it was you and I were laughing about the. Uh, like pressure we used to deal with and how we would never we would just be like we gotta leave this place <laughs> you know we'd be hunting and we'd see like three guys walk across the field on public land like while like we're listening to a turkey and it's just you know we would choose to hunt less pressured areas now mm-hmm. we've gotten better at finding less pressured areas for sure mm-hmm. but yeah those are those were the college days i think for both of us were just really fun times because we got to do it so much compared to when you're in high school you only get weekends Mm -hmm. and i played baseball i don't know if you played any sports in the spring you played baseball jay Mm -hmm. it's like dude it's so hard to (laughs) you got a half hour in the morning before school and a half hour after practice maybe well and i couldn't hunt we couldn't hunt afternoons in ohio so it's like Mm -hmm. and where i grew up we didn't have turkeys i mean you did have them along the river but very very few of them so like we had to travel mm-hmm. to hunt public land, but when I first started, I was hunting with my grandpa. It was like five or six. I'd sit with him, and I know when I was six years old, I started sitting with the gun. It was a little four ten with a red dot on it, and I hunted and I missed them. I remember shooting at turkeys and missing them. <laughs> I don't know how many. I think only two or three honestly looking back on it it's like i really don't even hardly remember a lot of that it was that long ago and like for a long time i really remembered it i remember like shooting at turkeys and watching them run away but i don't remember all the details of the hunt because i honestly i'm probably i'm sure i was just so young i was just falling asleep probably wasn't even awake for half of it <laughs> i'd just sit down at the tree early in the morning probably fall asleep and then when i was 10 i had killed a deer when i was nine after trying and missing and you know had been missing turkeys and it was the spring after that i was 10 and i was like bounded and, and determined you know i'm gonna kill one of these turkeys and when i shot my first one me and my dad we're gonna go that morning and i think we woke up walked all the way out there and it started storming bad and we walked all the way back to the house and, like went back to bed and it was just getting daylight and i remember I remember landing on the floor, looking at the window, just like, please stop raining. Please stop raining. <laughs> it did. We went out. The turkeys, I remember seeing them down in the woods, moving down, just kind of picking up hens as they went. And there was three toms in a line, and they were just leading the whole group up, and they eventually just worked their way right up into gun range. And my dad's saying, you know, well, his memory of it is, you know, take the safety off and whenever you're on them boom and i just you know went ahead and shot them and got my first time i was 10 years old so i tried some you know some seasons and i'm not saying that was 10 days of hunting it might have only been 
two or three, but still it was, you know, some attempts. And then um, when I turned 12, we hunted that property for one more year. When I turned 12, we lost permission there. And we just didn't have any other places that had turkeys, really. So we just started hunting public, me and my dad. And, and he had always hunted public land turkeys with, like, my dad and our buddy Rich. And, mm-hmm. um, but then that's all we hunted. So then, since then, you know, across the state, we just hunted as much of it as we could. What about you? Man, that's, that's fun. Uh, just listening to your guys' stories, I'm, I'm, it's taking me back to my first successful turkey hunt. But I rode the struggle bus for two solid years. Um, I wasn't raised in a hunting family. so How old I, are you at me, this I'm, point? I'm thir- uh, I was 15 when I started. 15. Killed my first turkey at 17. Okay. But for those first two years, you know, my, my dad was super helpful. He'd, we'd drive over, we'd go camping. I'd research where we should go turkey hunting. And, of course, it was, like, the most heavily hunted wildlife area right. in the state. You know, that's <laughs> where, you, where you, like, research it, and then it's just like, yeah, there's a bunch of birds here. And, like, everybody sees that same post. It was in, <laughs> it was in the, the fishing hunting news. It was, I mean, everything you looked at, like, this is where you go. Is that on the forums? Yeah. So we, <laughs> exactly. So we go over there, you know, and we did it for two seasons. And looking back, made a lot of good memories. But, I mean, just I would locate from the bottoms. Oh, I'd walk yeah. across open fields. I mean, my everything was just atrocious. And so finally got the invite from a neighbor of mine who actually ended up killing my first duck with him and my first turkey. And uh, he goes, hey. You want to go for a long weekend, which is like a seven-hour drive. And uh, I was like, well, yeah, I'd love to go with you, you know. And we could do the long drive, get there in the dark. And uh, I remember I was just jacked. You know, I'm like, I'm going with somebody who knows how to turkey hunt. And I remember that first morning we set up, and I ended up hearing like probably three or four gobblers all together. They're all roosted together. Set up in the morning, nothing happened. They all flew down, pile of hands. Long story short, we sit there forever, and I'm just going, what are we doing? I mean, I, I would have been... I would have put four miles on my boots in the first hour, just you know, running around trying to find these things. And I'm listening to his calling, and I'm like, man, he calls a lot different than me, a lot less. You know, I'm just kind of picking up on it. Well, finally, mid-morning, we end up moving to the spot where he's like, hey, they like to come in here midday. And we set up, and all of a sudden, half an hour into the, his calling, a bunch of hens start coming in. And that was pretty cool to watch. I'm like, that's, that's cool. He goes, yeah, there's no, no, no gobblers, just, you know, wait. All of a sudden, this bird hammers right behind us. <laughs> I so vividly remember sitting there, and I'm just shaking. I'm like, oh, it's happening, it's happening, you know. And he ends up, ends up coming behind us. So I had to sit still the whole time. I can hear him coming. <laughs> He's gobbling. And finally, he loops around. And guess where I get a shot and I end up killing him. But <laughs> just, like, watching how it all played out and then what I was doing before that. And, like, learning from. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I'm just look, looking at it going, I was terrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, mean, I had no idea what I was doing. But from that moment, watching how that bird reacted and watching how, how the whole thing went down, I was hooked. So. What was the gun set up on that? I guess I... Forgot that. That's so a, I think that's Remington always interesting. 12 gauge. Um, I think I had like a, a duck choke in there. A70? A70. Is there any other kind? Absolutely. <laughs> it was the old, the old, the old, the old, the old boat pal. That's right. And uh, I mean, looking back, like now, I mean, I, I just took my son off for his first turkey hunt. I mean, we had, the, we had practiced. We had the gun patterned. I just grabbed a gun. Yeah. A box of turkey shells. Like a lot of people probably did back in the day. There's yeah. a lot of good information out there now. And, and honestly, a lot of people probably do start that way. Yeah. The reason I got the gun that I got is so just so I can take when I'm taking people out back around home. Like nobody has a turkey gun set up, so I can just give them that and be like, "Here you go, just shoot this. Yeah. Like this will work." No, it was a lot of fun and yeah. uh, definitely what got me got me hooked. I think mm-hmm. I think the part about going with somebody and like noticing that the difference in what you were doing versus what he was doing with more experience is is really cool because looking at a lot of hunts that I had with, you know, mentors like 
you know, my grandpa and my dad. Rich is a big one for me. Like, just, you know, looking up to certain people that, you know, are cool enough to take you with is, is uh, a cool part of that story and a, a something that I, you know, try to really take note of and, like, remember and keep those memories of, like, all those influences, I mm -hmm. guess. Well, Cody and Noah and I were just talking about it over the last couple of days of hunting. It's, it's fun when you get to hunt with a lot of different people, especially in different areas, because we've learned a lot with just being around you guys, listening mm -hmm. how you talk turkey and how your setups, how you locate. Mm -hmm. um, old son come up. I mean, that's going <laughs> to that's, yeah. that's stick with me for the rest of my life. Yeah. You know? I mean, literally. Dude, I've said that yeah. no less than 100 times. That's so <laughs> and, you know, yeah. it's, it's just those little things. I, I, I truly enjoy it. It's, yeah. it's fun, to, fun to pick up on new things. <laughs> No, it's your first turkey hunting experience. Monday. <laughs> <No>. Really? Okay, <laughs> <laughs> um, last week. <laughs> first, like, grew up hunting private, like, backyard type stuff. Just what my dad didn't turkey hunt. It's pretty much only an elk and blacktail hunter. Uh -huh. um, and then, like, later on, late in high school, I had a buddy. And it's funny that Eric said that because I've known Eric well for a year now, but before then I would just kind of comment on his Instagram posts and stuff. But we stalk him? Is that what you're saying? We stalked each other. It was mutual. Right? <laughs> <laughs> mutual stalking. Yeah. Um, the town that he said, halfway Oregon, is where I actually killed my first mountain bird and had my first like mountain turkey hunting experience too. Um, and so, but that was like I hunted them on private. Just it was like. It was what you did in the spring because we didn't have nothing else. And to yeah. be honest, like it wasn't like the first time I turkey hunted, I was I was hooked. You know, it was kind of a slow fall and mm -hmm. still still growing. You know, mm -hmm. but like part about West is it culturally isn't as much of a stronghold as it is out here. I mean, yeah. I think you guys would agree. It's just especially out <coughs> east and south. Like even the Midwest is like yeah. more similar to where you're at. I think it's yeah. changing. It's shifting. Now, yeah, like there's dudes who do it and dudes who do it on public and stuff. But it, I would say it's not nearly of like the pop mm -hmm. the population density that that really like hunts mountain birds on on public land and stuff. Um, but that was my first mountain bird experience. Was was out of that same town as as Eric, and it was that was cool because it was before I didn't really give the birds the benefit i was like i say too hard you know right. we we're just hunting barnyard stuff uh -huh. and then that first experience was like man this is it was one of those deals where the harder it was and the harder it is still it's like the more the more fun it is and mm -hmm. more rewarding yeah. it just adds a total different element to it um but yeah that was my first like real real turkey hunt you know yeah yeah i mean if it was about killing as many birds as you could here in west virginia we'd be using rifles <laughs> <laughs> some people do. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about that. Then, what do we think about that? I mean, a little hot topic. I think I personally believe it's just unsafe. It's like whether or not the really population unsafe. can hold I mean, it. That's not necessarily in my knowledge. Talking but about talking about stories unsafe. about people shooting, get be, getting their decoy, decoy shot with shotguns. Imagine a rifle slinging slinging in. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I live here and. I can tell you right now, I'm not for it. Yeah, uh, I mean, you guys had the footage back in the spring thunder days of the person getting shot with the rifle. It was here in Virginia, I'd imagine. Like, yeah, they were, it, I don't think they got hit. I don't think they got hit, but it was like the <laughs> bullet enough. just goes right through their setup in uh -huh. a downed tree. Yeah. Have you heard that or seen no. that and remember that? Yeah, yeah these guys the whole were hunting thing, just, go ahead. in Virginia and they're like set up in a field in a downed tree. They had, I mean, they do have a strutter decoy. Mm -hmm. Guy shoots rifle, goes like from behind them, and it goes through their setup, and like 
hits mm -hmm. debris you know debris goes flying and like a pretty far shot though i think I rem if i remember right too like yeah, probably I, where I he can't really remember the, the details of that i just remember like yeah <laughs> it being crazy i watched that i was like yeah wow. that is crazy yeah <laughs> that's scary <laughs> yeah so as far as that goes i'd say that's General I think, I think anytime you introduce a rifle when you're up close and personal, like I was actually just thinking about in the state of Oregon, there's times where they have youth cow hunts during our bow season, and they also have these premium tags where people are able to use a rifle, and I'm like, I'm just glad no one ever gets shot while they're in there trying to work a bull. Wow, especially on the youth rifle hunts, yeah. and they're in, they're actually in almost every unit in our state. Mm -hmm. There's a youth hunt that goes from August 1st to December 31st. So you get a month before archery season. Our archery season opens up the last Saturday in, in uh, August every year. And then, you know, there's youth hunters with <laughs> rifles during archery elk season all across the state. There's and people in Wisconsin that shoot deer or, or shoot the elk every year, and then they claim they think that they were deer coming in. Can you imagine doing that? No. <laughs> just like <laughs> thinking, you, thinking you just shot yeah. a deer, but it's like something that's like three times bigger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, in Colorado, I'm pretty sure when we were archery hunting, somebody in that same area got killed by a muzzleloader hunter. Archery elk hunter got killed by a muzzleloader elk hunter. Colin. Wild. Colin did. Colin didn't get killed. No, 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 not call, calling. <laughs> they not calling. They were calling. So I'll, I, I haven't got a, just kind of like, echoing what Noah said of me growing up. Yeah, I was, was I was gonna circle back to that. Oh, good. Yeah, uh, barnyard birds. Right. My first experience. Um, I actually missed a bird, but w it was all private land, with my dad and his hunting partner, archery elk hunting partner Matt, and he had a. a box call with a rubber band on it so he'd shake it and it'd have a go you know make a gobble sound and these two long beards were on this cat road he shakes it and they literally like step around the corner and just <laughs> <laughs> I sat right in the middle of the road and they I watched them run from a hundred yards the whole time what? and I've got my 20 gauge single shot <laughs> click the hammer back and I don't even think I got it near the bird when the trigger went <laughs> off. <laughs> At 20 yards, missed and clean it the whistle. So <laughs> my dad's like, what happened, son? I'm like, I didn't aim. Never <laughs> 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 my, my reply. Uh, but my first bird that I killed was a jay. How old were you at the time of the first one? Uh, 10, I think. Mm -hmm. And then when I was 12, uh, my buddy that was older, he was like in his 20s. He kind of mentored me on that. And we turkey hunted together a bunch. Um, I killed a Jake in a pouring down rainstorm, <laughs> like absolutely pouring. We sat on this field edge. There's a sheep pasture, and I remember they just worked worked their way up the edge, and I shot this bird. When he went to step over the uh, sheep fence, it was hot wire. They're all mm. wet. He just shocked the crap. <laughs> 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 oh yeah, just like bloody murder scream. <laughs> but like so, and then Jeez. like through high school and all that, it was. We, I switched to bow hunting them, and we shot a bunch of them. But it was all five acres. Like, we could get permission on five acres, and they'd roost on the neighbors, and they're going to Aunt Bess's down there to yeah. get feed, <laughs> and they'd just come through. Yeah. Um, and it actually, honestly, I didn't kill my first public land bird until three years ago. And now I'm, like, hook, line, sinker, fully addicted to it. <laughs> I mean, it, it's... Archery elk, waterfowl, turkey, yeah. is like, I, and it's growing to 
watch your mouth. <laughs> it's, it's just always like we like we've talked about before, though. It, to me, you can't. Com- I can't at least compare hunting because it's like, well, I'm not archery elk hunting right now. I'm right. turkey hunting right now, yeah, exactly. and in September, I'm not gonna be turkey hunting. I'm gonna be yeah. archery elk hunting. It's mm-hmm. just you know. No, it. Yeah, I would agree. And now getting to hunt them in multiple states and different terrain and habitats, it's just super intriguing yeah. to me. And, mm-hmm. you know, now the Easterns, it's a whole new, I mean, like Eric and I are talking They're just like barnyard birds, right? <laughs> <laughs> they just go from here, going to roof, to Aunt Betsy's. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I mean, and that's, you know, I think part of the deal, like our birds back home, like when we were driving from the airport, we're just scanning, mm-hmm. just like, why is there not strutters at? Like back home in any open field that's got woods around, like that's where the birds are at. They're on the private, out in the open. I mean, it's just right. totally different. Mm-hmm. And one of the biggest differences too we were talking about today is like a lot of our birds, they they have that barnyard mentality where you might have three or four two year olds with a pile of hens, and they just kind of stay with that big group of hens all day long. And you might try to peel one off, but here you're finding. Maybe one long beard, two long beards, a couple of hands, and they're spread all over uh, the countryside. Yeah. It's just, mm-hmm. it's a very different hunt. Uh-huh. Very different. Mm-hmm. And our turkeys are definitely in very pockets, like high concentrations of population, but in a small area. Mm-hmm. And th- like, I was trying to think, like, if, if you got no intel at all, you guys came to Oregon, what it would be like for you to go find, I'm sure you guys would turn them up, but like, I've spent hours driving roads, driving roads, finally cut tracks and mm-hmm. and poop but it's you couldn't look on a map and say oh there's gonna be turkeys here mm-hmm. you could run an entire ridge line and not hear a gobble hop over two ridge lines and find three different pockets of you know 20 30 birds mm-hmm. yeah, yeah we're talking like 15 miles ridge long ridge yeah that is weird <laughs> and then our birds it, it's different like i've noticed they they'll, they just love to gobble they uh-huh. do, they gobble and everything they they gobble at slamming the truck door they gobble at honking horns i mean they gobble all day long sometimes just at everything it's just very different mm-hmm. i think though too at the same time i mean depending on where and what you want to get out of it it's the same thing like there are easterns that are barnyard turkeys oh too yeah. absolutely i got permission to do a bunch of them in wisconsin i mean i could go hunt some places where they do the same thing it's just a matter of pressure a lot of times it's yeah like that's like a like big thing. Oh, okay don't interesting yeah. so yeah. like you can have very unpressured easterns and they'll gobble at the door slam and I mean we've seen okay. it all before too on on private land and I think that's I think that's a lot of the draw and where turkey hunters do get hooked is you know what I'm gonna start just challenging myself because I don't need to kill another turkey I just need to go and I want to you know test my you know test my skills by hunting new areas hunting different terrain hunting you know different mm-hmm. state whatever it may be I think I think that's where People really yeah, start I think to if you asked everybody in. in this room, like it, if if the challenge of hunting was an aspect that they enjoyed, it'd be something they enjoyed. So if mm-hmm. with turkeys, it can kind of be whatever you want, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think like our culture, people don't respect turkeys at all mm-hmm. because the only time you see them. I mean, my, I was talking to my wife tonight, Facetime, and she's like, "So where are you guys heading next?" I'm like, "Oh, we're going to Ohio," and she goes, "Yeah, I just about hit one in the driveway." <laughs> You know, like, here you are traveling all the way over uh-huh. there to shoot a turkey. Yeah. You know? You, yes. should, you should go ask permission to someone and tell them, 
tell them that you're from, you came here from Oregon. Yeah. And they'd just be like, for a turkey? Just like <laughs> every, everywhere <laughs> you go. <Exactly. laughs> yeah. They'd probably be able to get on. Oh, yeah. Oh, they'd yeah. probably go, buddy, you flew all the way out here yep. for kill a turkey? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I go to the same door, they go, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You no. know, just to touch on like the area of Kentucky and West West Virginia where we're at, the people we've met in the woods, I don't think you'd experience that if you came out to Oregon and how open and will and like hope you you know hope you guys can kill them and mm -hmm. oh yeah. yeah it's it's just been I've turkey hunters, turkey hunters especially it seems the like woods where they'll see you walking at them and they just turn around and walk walk away from mm -hmm. you yeah they don't want talk to you. you well in the eastern Kentucky and you know West Virginia especially southern West Virginia I mean not saying because I'm I'm here but they are known to just be hospitable, help outsiders. They don't, you know, it's just, mm -hmm. it's always been like that. You can run into the opposite of that, but it seems like it's more yeah. few and far between than like the good experiences There's that you have. There's always DHs. Like you, we've had, you know, yeah. mostly good experiences with people we run into out there, especially turkey hunting. It seems like there's like a, a lot of time there's just a respect for knowing if someone else is around that you can just go somewhere else, especially if you're in an area where there's enough ground, which there's a ton of it out here, you know. I think the other thing that's interesting is we all probably in some fashion turkey hunt differently now than what we did at one point in our mm -hmm. turkey hunting career. For like sure. barnyard, like decoys. Like, I mean, at one point, <laughs> Ben and I just like ran strutter, baby. Like we just like f were like master in the strutter. Mm -hmm. Like in and the like same field, like a week in a row. <laughs> the same three fields. Yeah, I think so that kind of like goes along lines along lines of for lots of different types of hunting. <laughs> you know, it's like I know in waterfowl, probably elk hunting. It's like there's you go through the the beginning phases where you're trying to learn everything, absorb it, kind of start to master it, and then you get to where okay, now I can kill them. <laughs> How fast can I kill them? How yeah. many, I want to tag out the first week, mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden it's like, well, I want to tag out the season, but I want to hunt three totally different locations. Yeah. With three different people, I different make goals. Different, exactly, exactly. Yeah, just totally and different I goals. Twenty nine out of thirty days. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah film my tag on the very last day. <laughs> but yeah, it's funny the the decoy thing to me because it's just like all of a sudden we're just like, we know what we're doing, <laughs> and it's like I, I mean, for that. But that was like our only strategy. You know, I thought I think about the one all the time that we killed in that saddle. You know, we roosted him up on the power line, and we went in with Logan the next day. Yeah. And, like, found all the... So, roosted this bird, which I think I think we were scrambling even, because, like, there was a high, high water that year. We were scrambling, went into this, like, weird little corner, and I ran up there at last light, ran to the top. Bird gobbled. Went, hunted him the next morning, and they stayed just out of sight, but were really close. I'm sure we were poorly calling to him, And, um... We kind of moved where they moved to and found a ton of sign in this, like, really pronounced saddle. <laughs> Next morning, we just went in there. And, like, this, all of it's so different. The gobble call, too. <laughs> we get in the saddle and, like, just, uh, of course, slap up our strutter decoy, which, like, at the, uh, now I would never do just from safety standpoint, mm -hmm. but we were doing it then. Uh, yeah, like I said, I don't necessarily suggest doing this because I don't think it's safe totally, but... Um, set it up and bird gobbled and he wasn't roosted in the same spot but we had kind of committed to him being there he ended up being a good 250 or more behind us and he was gobbling 
like, should we gobble at this thing? And we had this, I think it was a bone collector or flex, flex, flex tone. Flex bone don't add one for sure. And yeah. man, we like, we got pretty decent oh, with mean, that it, thing. It works. It worked <laughs> real well. And we start gobbling to him and he gobbles right back. Pow, 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 pow. And then all of a sudden it's like, yeah, he just flew down and cut half the distance and then just comes like, you know, right into our decoy, standing on top of him by the end of it and shooting him. And it's like, it's so funny now because it's just like how different we would play that, you know. Mm-hmm. Not, and, and there really isn't anything, anything wrong with either one. I mean, obviously, if you're using decoys, just be careful. But, you know, nothing wrong with that. It just was like, you know, at that point, I felt like we thought that we had it totally figured out and it's like if you would have taken that decoy from us and that gobble call we couldn't hen called that turkey to us i don't think at that point in our careers i don't think we were i don't actually don't think we were that good mm-hmm. at that point the only time we killed turkeys with hen calls is if we'd get like 60 yards for, from them scratch and just go yow, yow. <laughs> you know and that was it <laughs> otherwise it was like we were probably over calling and just sounding mm-hmm. like idiots out there but <laughs> my uh my turkey hunting mentor, Hank, the guy that I killed my first bird with, his saying, because I'd call him all of them, and for years I'd call him questions on b- birds that were giving me a tough time or new areas, and he always kept saying, Eric, are you hunting turkeys, or are the turkeys hunting you? <laughs> and I'm like, that's great, because his whole thing was, he, he's not a decoy guy. Uh-huh. He doesn't hate them, but he's not doesn't use them, and his whole thing is he wants that bird to, you know, yeah. I heard you guys talk about placing, you know, placing turkey. Yeah. His whole thing is he wants to basically predict where that bird's going to pop up and where he's going to shoot them. He's like, they got to be hunting you. Because if you're chasing them, you got to flip it around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that's one of my favorite things now that I see and predict so much better than even, you know, always even the year prior. But it's like, you look, go back like five years and mm-hmm. it's just like, I remember thinking of the fog one. You kept putting your gun to the left. Oh, yeah. I'm like, Ben, put your gun right there. That's exactly where that turkey's going to be, I promise. And he was. And it's just like, that's stuff that. Four years ago, I couldn't. I couldn't see that. Mm-hmm. And it's funny, like how your lens changes to looking at the woods, like that, and just how much more confident you have at that one. You know, I like that's that's a fun aspect of calling with no decoys to me is you just can predict that route. I think the the setup thing like that is good for any sort like any sort of hunting calling, deer hunting, yep. elk hunting. You know, just knowing how to get in a good turkey setup is going to help you went across the board really as far as like knowing how to call one in where he's got to come within range before he can see where the sound's coming from basically and how do you get to him without him seeing you or you know mm-hmm. making too much noise so i i got as soon as he said turkey hunting and elk in the same sense i just look at i know he's gonna say it just just say it the similarities of elk hunting and turkey hunting it's crazy. It's crazy okay, how similar I, they I, are. No, I mean, because you have a pile of turkey experience and now three years of elk hunting. <laughs> and I had a pile of elk experience and three years of turkey hunting. And I still, like, the correlation, Yeah. it's not the same no. because you're chasing a 700-pound elk. Yeah, I mean, you got to worry about getting the thing out of there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But, like, the setup, the calling, yeah. a lot of well, it. Well, same thing with yourself on elk. You're, you're ranging your spots and you're like, yeah. If he comes through there, it's 32, and perfect broadside, mm-hmm. and then it happens. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. yes. yeah, if if nothing else, it's really great practice for it, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. like I, I, feel, I haven't elk hunted a lot, but I'm glad I've turkey hunted a bunch just 
for that for we that use the reason. same we use the same exact strat how we killed the bowl that we did this year the three of us mm-hmm. five of us <laughs> five of us but the three of us that are here you know same here that we're part of turkey same exact strategy going in i mean it, it's like he went out on that ridge to bed on a flat on that ridge and we basically like roosted close to where the turkeys would want to be probably yeah. up there on that and ridge. where but if you, if you could <laughs> yeah. if you could if you could shrink the scale down also where whitetail would yeah. bed it's like the same terrain feature just way blown up mm-hmm. bedded on that they they kind of you know everything kind of tapers down to just a few bugles and it's like well that's definitely where he's bedded we went up and got around him Got the wind coming up in our favor. The wind is the one faster. That's the that's toughest yeah, thing. That's the toughest difference. difference. Exactly. The swirling winds. But then, um, yeah, just then worked in on him, always staying above him, so we could continue to hear well. I'm just thinking, if a turkey could, sp- if a turkey could smell, you'd never kill one. That's funny. I got a thought. I got a thought. I'm curious. We've got a bunch of bunch of turkey minds in here. Been thinking about this a lot. I think turkeys, you hear oh, all the time, man. Turkeys can see. I've been thinking. Yeah. Turkeys can hear, or can see. Sorry, hear. Oh, that was a mistake. Turkeys can see really well. But I think turkeys can only see really well what's, like, right here. Like, what's inside of, like, 80 yards. Past that, I don't actually think they're all that good at seeing stuff from a distance unless it's in, like, the wide open. Not as well as an antelope, for sure. No. Antelope can see better a long distance. I feel like after just hunting them one time, I, I always know the gigs up when a turkey comes in. Usually, it's just a hen. She comes in and turns her head. Yep. So she can look at you. And I'm like, oh, it's, it's not. And then she does one of these. <laughs> this is not. This <laughs> <laughs> is it. This is it. Oh, oh. <laughs> when he does the double, he's like, up, up. <laughs> Periscope up. You never seen something like that, have you? Hmm. Yours are always just calm coming in. No idea that yeah. old just Josh is sitting over there. Just like this. Just, <laughs> just coming in. I like, don't oh. no <laughs> <laughs> mm. so <laughs> I've enjoyed Go ahead. Go yeah, ahead. so last year we came up with this, this question. I want to pose this to you. <coughs> oh, yeah. That's a good one. This <laughs> Here is a good one. Like so if, if you could only hunt one thing. Elk. No, no, no. <laughs> let me oh, no. It's okay. way better. So way better. Yeah, if it's between elk and turkey. But. No, I if know the this. turkeys were the size of an elk, <laughs> and the elk were the size of the turkeys, they still bugle Whoa. and do you their own thing. <laughs> but you could only pick one. So you've got a velociraptor coming in gobbling. Uh-huh. It's going to literally shake you. To Dude, bow. imagine a turkey-sized elk drumming. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what do I shoot them both with? Do I have to like pick a weapon or is it any No, any like weapon? at an elephant gun at that point. I don't know. <laughs> you know. I mean, dude, we're talking velociraptors. Yeah. <laughs> or you get an elk that's 20 pounds and comes in and just... <laughs> 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 yeah. Does a little thing, like breaks, <laughs> breaks a little seedling. <laughs> I think turkeys. Oh, man. The big turkey. Can you turkey, imagine yeah. a turkey-sized elk? Jesus. <laughs> yeah, there'd be no... No... No or doubt, my mind. Elk sized turkey. Elk oh, sized turkey. Yeah, turkey. That would be. That would be scary. <laughs> you'd, hear, you'd hear him drumming from like four ridges over. You imagine the, the tracks. 
Yeah. It'd be like it'd be like that shack that Roy found. I, I feel like I'm going a huge turkey. Oh, what, yeah, how about yeah, you? Absolutely. A huge turkey. Yeah. I assume the gobble scales up too. Oh yeah, yeah everything. <laughs> <laughs> it blows it blows leaves off trees. Just <laughs> <laughs> a T-Rex. What are you saying? Oh, I'm with the turkey. You're with I've the never hunted elk, so I'm, I'm just trying to figure out how you clean them. <laughs> we got to change that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I, it's at some point, yeah, we want to change that. Yeah. yeah, you will, and you'll love it. Yeah. One thing that I've enjoyed hunting up here with you guys for Easterns is, like, just like elk, we're always breaking branches, making noise, sound like elk. Here, those leaves, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. the ticket. That is the ticket. I, I, it's like a whole other call. Well, I mean, your bird today. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, we never called at him, but he gobbled. I mean, we scratched. Yep. Of course, I think they hear that more than anything yeah. out there, though. I mean, I've gotten to have it in the last two years. We were talking about it today. Uh, as I'm walking, I'm just like kicking my foot and kicking the leaves. Mm-hmm. Like I used to be paranoid about noise hunting turkeys. Then you just realize you can move like a turkey. Well, I don't know about that. I pie faced a lot of them because I did try to move. <laughs> you can try to move like a turkey. I, mean, I have pie faced a lot because my hearing is questionable. <laughs> and but like I'm t- like two years ago I wouldn't you should have told me that before we ran that turkey over this morning too <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like Josh knows how close uh, this all, thing is but to when he told me the story he's like he's like oh, I don't know if we should go much further Josh is like oh man we good <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 you know the bad thing I'd, I'd moved like 15 yards and I was like hey I need my shotgun. He's <laughs> <laughs> back there on the tree. <laughs> right where the bird gobbled from. And it was honestly one of those deals that was so close. Like, if he had a just, like, had a shotgun and we would have walked th- right I out there, we, we might would, not have spooked him. Yeah, I think we would have made it. <laughs> you know? It's funny. And, uh, of course, that's... There's so many highs and lows. Oh, you're fired up. You're flustered. Uh, I was flustered. I was just lucky I had the camera in my hand. I didn't set it down. And <laughs> I probably forgot that. You can have a bird 10 steps and thinking this deal was over. And all of a sudden, he's up, and there it is. And it's over. And he's sailing across to the next rig. Yeah, and then, you know. Man. You guys ever see something like yeah. that? Yeah. <laughs> we pie-faced a couple today. Have you, have you had him open up on you and sell off? Oh, yeah. I mean, they, have you, have you, <laughs> so many no, times. No, I'm not talking about, I'm talking about, have you ever seen him go off dead? Go off dead. Yeah. No, I don't See, know. I mean, we were talking about this. Like, <laughs> like fly off completely dead. <laughs> oh, I've had, them, I've had them catch sail and their heads are just dangling. And they're they're dead as a hammer. Oh, you mean you've actually, you're saying after post shot. Yeah. Like, oh, no, I haven't had that happen. Like, no. Well, that happens here. Uh-huh. You know, it doesn't take a whole lot. Like, if, I, if I'd have waited like I should have today on the second bird, and he, I was telling Jake, like, when we got in the truck, I was like, you know, I said, man, you know, I watch a lot of y'all's videos, and like, y'all are like, just shoot a bird and then just sit there and talk about it. <laughs> y'all don't even go to the bird until nah, you talk about Josh. it. Nah, Josh. I chase them a lot. Well, I'm not saying, but some of you, like, just chill. And then, then you go to the bird. You got, and I'm not saying that, but like, when I shoot one, Run up there. like, I'm getting it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I've had them. Grab by the head. Yeah, well, I don't grab them by the head. I I, I, do. I grab them right Listen under the spur, and I roll them over, fighting or not. I roll them over on their back, and I sit there and pet their tummy. <laughs> and I tell him how good of a job he done, and go on and go on to sleep, and he'd be okay. That he's providing good meals. And he calms down. And they just sit there, and they die. 
They don't flop around. They don't try to spur you. You pet on their bellies. They like it. They die in peace. I think you're full of shit. I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm telling you. Know, you know why I do? You know why I do? Because I've tried it tried like it? three times since. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't work. <laughs> I, got, I got one foot on their neck and I'm got this person. I'm petting their belly and acting like it's working. <laughs> <laughs> Holding them down, going, say, I told you all. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I, I wouldn't try stuff that watching you all, hunting with you all. I mean, like, I'm probably the oldest one in the group. Yeah, uh, yeah, I am. But like, I, I'm always asking questions mm. and trying to learn and just keep on getting better. I mean, I mean, I try to learn something about it off everybody every day. Mm -hmm. uh, That's a cool thing about like something like this where we can bounce around and hunt with each other. Is like you can always learn something oh, with whoever you're hunting yeah. with there. I mean, other than pie facing, like I was always like, "Hey, man, we're going to hunt together. Don't don't crack in. Don't rustle any leaves." <laughs> you know, my buddies and like they're like, "Hey, dude, chill. <laughs> we're just hunting." I'm like, "No, don't break that twig." You know, but now it's like, <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> you know, and, and the bird could be twenty yards. And oh, they don't yeah. care, dude. I mean, that that's the thing that if they can't I, see you, mm -hmm. that's the thing that I feel that is so much different. It's the same thing me. with deer when you were in Ohio and you about killed that stud this year. Yeah, mm -hmm. it was all off noise. That's the and coolest that thing about so turkey is like. For, for ground hunting deer is like you're, when you're out there sneaking around turkey hunting, you realize how it's just sounding like a turkey how you can get close to deer and the, have them convinced even you know yeah I mean, elk. yeah i mean when, when we finally killed that bull this mm -hmm. year we got ben roy and colin just like raising complete hell back there yeah. just breaking everything and that's what that's what got the whole scene like because we were calling to this bull and this bull came up because all the hell it broke loose and yeah. it was just like a madhouse. <laughs> Started the rut. Started the rut. <laughs> <laughs> we got the rut all fired up in there. But Sweet, same thing with the cows and they went running and we, I think he thought we were chasing his cows and the, all hell broke loose. Yeah. <laughs> but but like when, when you're turkey hunting and deer hunting and elk hunting whatever it may be it's just like as you gain experience like you get so much more confident in when you can move and when you can't to the point that it's like it's like yeah, he's right there, but I'm good. I know I'm good. And now uh, there's a point, too, where it's like, okay, he's coming. I got to just, like, settle down and not be moving. But it's like, if there's a turkey, let's say he's just out of sight and he's 40 yards and I can see 15. It's like, if I can tell he's just standing over there drumming, it's like, I'm going to just keep scratching. And if he moves a little bit to the left, I'm going to move my gun that way. You know, if he gobbles over here and I know he's still over there, Move my gun back over that way. What you're describing is we actually we talk about it all the time. It's uh, we call it ki killer instinct. Mm -hmm. And in elk hunting, it's uh, it's very true because a lot of guys get almost paralyzed yeah. by mm -hmm. okay, I'm setting up here, I got all my ranges, I need that bull to come to me. And there's times where that bull's only gonna come so far, and now it's your turn to take it to him. Yeah. And I, I see it all the time when guys it's like, well, did you move? Oh no, he just didn't come in. I'm like, well. <laughs> You, you can walk towards him. Yeah. You can actually start moving and get keep that wind right and take the hunt to him. Oh, yeah. It's the same thing with turkeys, but, yeah, it's... it's I uh, mean, with yeah. turkeys, too, you can even get to a point, and this is, like, it's something I haven't really been done at all this year, but 
generally at this point in the season done it at least a time or two is just get one going and just go all the way to him like shoot him because you're popping up and he doesn't know you're there yet because you've been a turkey the whole way like if you just purr and cluck and scratch and just crawl like that turkeys are only this big you know like the one that comes to mind that you shot in Ohio in 2018 that would gobble and he just gobbled and gobbled and gobbled and he was down in that hole mm-hmm. and we just eventually had to pull the plug it's like yeah I mean we could sit here all day but if we crawl in on this thing and just be a hen and he gobbled the whole way to us like when he saw him first he was still strutting and it's like you're you're making all that noise and you're just being that turkey and you can do the same thing in any hunting on the ground like deer or turkey or, elk you ever, or whatever because we don't with elk and we don't with turkeys as well but i'm sure you have will you ever get them going get them fired up they hang up mm-hmm. 80 100 yards let them drift off to get right to that spot where you know it'll come to again yeah. and then yeah and another thing too that's that's nice is if you got like him drifting off and you've got somebody to drop back mm-hmm. that's kind of the fun part about hunting with three is you can get well i, I guess in our situation it would be two for people not filming but it's like we got the shooter and camera and then you've got that third guy as like a floater drop back back. so it's like those two guys get to that spot and then this guy you know maybe even he maybe even comes up a little bit to call and then drops back again while you know the shooter is up closer to where you know that bird will come up there comes back to that that comfortable spot Uh talk about the place placing calling like like being in a spot and then dropping back yeah like i'd never seen that until I, the other day when you showed that video and you went up, got up to the edge of that ridge, got him hammering. I'd say I first started watching Warb do it, really. Mm-hmm. Just, like, calling up in a spot. Basically, you find your setup first and you decide where you want the turkey to pop up or where's a good place for you to get a shot at him and mm-hmm. you go out there and call. Yeah. And then you, you try not to say another word from from your tree i mean that's i feel like at this point yeah that's the way i would prefer to do it is if you're gonna do that you're just trying to create that scene out there in front and it depends on how hot the turkey is too because some turkeys you need to continually to call to other turkeys but like in the situation that we had in in uh, north carolina the the one you're referencing in that situation taking that turkey's temperature if you will it was like this is what we need to do like he's coming no matter what at this point because like hayden and i were like 30 yards apart right on that terrain break and we're just going back and forth to each other and like we the day prior we had seen turkeys right there there's a ton of scratching right there and when he starts just pow 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 like cutting us off it's like eh, he's probably committing and then as he got close as soon as he got closer it's like okay let's get the setup we got the setup and then moved up one more time and you could definitely tell he was getting closer and then it's just like let him have it one more time and <laughs> tell Dayton don't miss because he's coming and, <laughs> and I mean it doesn't always work like that because I mean yesterday Ben and I got into a very similar spot fresh turkey scratching from that day and every time I'd go to it and call the turkeys would go nuts and then they would just kind of stop gobbling. And we weren't aggressive enough looking back because I was trying to get that same thing to happen where we could bring them right to that spot. 
but because I quit calling, I think that didn't make them commit. I think they, the, looking back on it, we should have been more aggressive with our calling. That's kind of what we, at the end of the day, when we're walking out, I always like to have like a little post-hunt breakdown, like what could we have done differently? And I think that was one thing that we both agreed. It's like, yeah, in that situation, we probably should have just been more aggressive. But, you know, it was one of those days where the turkeys were pretty fired up. You th- you'd think maybe if there was a day that they would break, it would be today and you know looking back on it, it should have just been a little bit more aggressive but i do like that style and it's something too like another thing basically the reason for it is just to not have the attention on your setup right. especially yeah. when you got two when people got sitting the there with the big camera it's like they can pinpoint you pretty easily a lot of times especially if like you're calling right before they pop over the ridge like they got you pin like they know which tree you're going to be on they know where to look you know but if you can do it you know somewhere away from your setup as they're farther away I think another thing that's well. different than the placing that I really n- was doing last year that I learned from um, Pentecost when just from like listening to him talk and then there's been several little things that I picked up from listening to him just like ramble about turkeys. One of which is like off side of a mountain when it's windy. It's like it's like I heard multiple people be like, "Ah, oh, it was windy today." It's like would you get on the downwind side of the mountain? Because we didn't hear any wind all day, you know, which is kind of our strategy. And learned that from Mike Pentecost. Another thing that I learned from him was um, that, like, when that day when Ward missed that turkey because of you, mm-hmm. it was your fault. You're going to fall out, Paul, that's what? No. No, remember when Mike said it was, yeah. it was your fault. No, I was on him. I did my job. <laughs> <laughs> Mike said it was cameraman's fault. Yeah, because uh, because he popped up and he was to the left and not more bass if I was on him. I said just wait, and then he missed him. And and when when I we were telling Mike that I told him to just wait, he said, you know what you do when your cameraman says just wait. He says you turn and shoot your cameraman. <laughs> 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 but, but what he did that day was. He said, let's stand up here, drink our water. Uh-huh. The birds are gobbling. They were kind of responding to you guys. Uh-huh. It, was, it was a similar time. Like, the season feel was right about where it was, is right now where yep. we're at. So it's like the turkeys are with hens early in the morning, but if you just are patient and stay somewhere high, like we did middle of the day, yep. you're going to have a turkey that comes up to you and, like, yep. he gets alone, he moves up to where he can be heard. And hey, and you know what that means. Sun come up. Sun come, come up. Every day. <laughs> it's true. Every, Every day, day the sun does come up for and one and sometimes and two there's turkey a turkey comes up. coming up somewhere uh what was i getting oh but my mic so this this is this is really something that i i'm proud of myself for because i don't have a lot of patience generally i don't think of myself as having a lot of patience but getting up on a place where you can cast a call and you're like looking at the map and you're saying okay from there man my call is going to go down that drainage that drainage out that finger, that finger, it's going to go across the hollow and hit those, those, those. You know, you're like maximizing that area that your call is going to touch. And you just stand up there and you just start slow, you build up the scene, and then you just be patient for like 20 minutes. And a lot of times, if one doesn't gobble within that sequence, they might gobble 10 minutes later. It happened to us today where we kind of split up on a high point where we found some sign. We knew that call was going to go out, I mean, 900 yards probably. And you just stand there and slowly build it up, kind of chatter back and forth until finally I go, chop, 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 and pow, like way down in there. 
but it's like you're building this scene and honestly sometimes sometimes learning from mike too it's like if they respond it's like you might just sit there even if it seems insane that he would ever come up there if there's sign there it happened to us in ohio a couple times last year with keith and jacob and i were we'd be like way up on this high point turkey would gobble like 500 yards away and the next thing you know here he goes up to that spot. I'm sitting here smiling because it's so similar to getting a bull to go. Uh-huh. There's times where you're like, there's there's elk in this draw. Like, yeah. We know they're there. And it's not the first, not the second, not the third, fourth. It's the seventh, eighth bugle. You've been there for 15 minutes. And finally, he's been listening the whole time. Yeah. And he's like, fine, I'll answer back. What, yeah. what is going on up there? Yeah. And then there he is. <laughs> just thinking if we would have just sat in that little... Oh, I know. <laughs> Today. I know. It was we would have shot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, where, where, where those trees got killed, it was like, that's where we first were like, we could sit right here. Tell tell that unique story of today, because I feel like that is a unique one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was, was kind of wild the way it all went down, but it was, it was windy, and just like you said, this turkey was on the on the lee side of the wind, out completely out of the wind. You dropped 10 yards off that ridge, mm-hmm. no, nope. quiet. Crazy and, uh, here you yeah. just said, hey, feet. we should like, get a box call out and see if we go and go. And he answered down the bottom, answered a few times like right back. And so we started working out into him. And the spot we wanted to set up to have the caller drop back, there's no way he would have hurt us because it was on the other side. Mm-hmm. So we're like, all right, we'll try to get down a little bit, I know, below him. Should have done it. <laughs> we're trying to get a little bit more like alongside. Sun same, can't come up level. if you're below him. And uh, <laughs> ended up That's getting the bird fine. going, had a couple hens with him. And. Uh, yeah, it, it got crazy real quick. There was a couple shots, a couple dead turkeys, and uh, yeah, here, let's hear about that. <sighs> yeah, it's, so <laughs> we're, sitting there, we're sitting there and boom, boom. We're like, well, gigs up, you know. Either he shot our turkey or shot a turkey nearby. Uh-huh. So we start walking through. We're going to catch up to him. We walk up there, and uh, there's a gentleman sitting there with two dead turkeys, and he's like, "Yeah, I thought I was going to double. I thought I was going to get two, a long beard and a Jake." And, you shot a long beard in the head. And this is in a state where you can only shoot one turkey a day. So we're sitting there and just, we did the right thing, just kind of talked it out. And in hindsight, it was. It was I would have talked it out too if I'd have known he had a full magazine of 10 rounds. Oh, yeah. And then he's shooting like Snow Goose gun. White. He's got, he's All a white, white Dude, turkey I'm not gun. kidding you. A white, like, I would have died to see that thing. Like, <laughs> oh, I like it. Do you have one white? I like oh, it. And gun. I see a white gun. I'm thinking maybe that's just the light. He can't put. A white gun? <laughs> Why would you there carry a white gun during turkey season? I mean, you're asking to get it. Yeah. Looks cool. Looks cool. <laughs> it looks, it looks cool. cool. It also looks like a Tom's it, head coming up yeah, through the woods. A chilled out Tom coming up there looking for some companionship. <laughs> and, you know, you're, you're sitting there carrying a shotgun and a white barrel sticking up. Right by your head. Right by yeah. your noggin. And then he had the old mag extender. Oh, yeah. Full, like barrel length jesus mag center is like <laughs> all the way up the like, best part is he was surprised as hell to see us yeah I mean, did y'all hear him calling no he no. never called he said he and he, he heard him oh, so he sniped him yeah he, yeah he, he heard, heard us gobbling. calling him and just moved in on him and then he, <laughs> s- he sat did he thank y'all no so the first words out of his mouth well, I hope it didn't ruin your hunt. I'm like, oh, you did. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that we see this dead hen, you certainly did. Well, and honestly, like, Jeez. it wouldn't have been that big of a deal if it wasn't for the illegal portions of it, because, you know, it could have been an honest thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. He walked down, got in front of him, shot him, whatever, mm-hmm. you know. he We weren't in sight. He had a clear view of him. Wouldn't have been a huge deal. You know, it's public land. That stuff happens. 
But then the other things go into it, and just the, the ethics of it, and that's where it just it makes the whole situation more, more frustrating. But we're just we're talking about it. we're glad he didn't shoot those turkeys when they're forty yards above us on the road. Yeah. You know, we shot them when they're eighty to a hundred yards above yeah. us on the road. Yeah. So it's just it's just one of those frustrating deals. Um, ben and I had a real, a real weird one that I maybe mentioned on here, but maybe not. Last year, Kentucky. Oh, jeez. No. I don't know if I've told you this. Me may be new to this story. I think I've told everybody else, so I won't harp on it. But we had, we had got up to a high point to park and eat some lunch in Kentucky. We could hear big, big valleys on either side of us. And uh, where we were parked, we were looking down the road, and about 100 yards, the road made a L. And as we're standing there, we're, like, standing on the road just, like, talking. Haven't seen a vehicle go by. And this is, like, middle of the public land. You know, there's public everywhere. And um, we're standing at the road, and I'm like, dude, is that scratching? We listen for, you know, five more seconds. It's like, yeah, that's definitely scratching. So grab the gun, grab the camera, take off down that road, down towards where it L's and turns. We sneak in the woods get a little set up where we're kind of laying behind we got front cover and we're laying behind and we're facing right at the scratching so the corner of the road is like straight behind us and the turkeys are kind of like off our left shoulder and i don't know we were sat there for probably 20 minutes listening to them scratch and just like weren't gonna call we were just they were coming right towards us you could tell they were just slowly getting closer and it just got to a point where i thought i saw like you know, that bob, back, something just kind of go over. So they're close. I mean, they're in gun range, and uh, I'm Grab just like, bob. yeah. I think you heard it first. Yeah. You're like truck, and I'm like, like that's not good. Sure enough, here comes the truck, pudsing down the road. Gets right to where the turkeys are, slows down. Soon as it stops. Out the window, I go. Shot out of the window. So, immediately, like, we jump up. Turkeys ran. Saw them both dart, right? Wandered both of them dart through the woods. And we go right up to the guy and, like, just, like, dude, like, yeah. I mean, he's like, oh, man, you know, that's just bad timing. It's like, yeah, no shit. Like, you know, bad timing for you or us, you know? Like, I'm not really sure. And, uh, I mean, luckily he didn't shoot towards us. It wasn't because he knew better. It was just simply the way it laid out. On that corner, he shot right at that corner. And he didn't know our truck was there because we we were, he stopped before the corner. And uh, he, you know, basically said, man, I'm sorry. It's like, yeah, I mean, I'm just happy he didn't shoot us. And anyway, he leaves. And Ben just turns to me as, as he's driving away. He's like, dude, that guy's drunk as hell or something, you know. And it's just like, yeah, and he was. He'd been drinking. You could smell it on him. And his excuse was, his excuse was that he needed to get back to work. And that's why he decided that he was going to shoot at this turkey or something. Well, so wasn't yeah, it something, something like, back to work. and Ben's like, he's going not going to work. That guy's drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Saturday at noon, 
Jeez. Yeah. So that's 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 the weirdest illegal thing that's ever happened to me during turkey season, I would say, where I was like, I mean, maybe you can shoot out of a vehicle in Kentucky, but I highly doubt it, and I would never recommend doing yeah, it. Yeah, you know, I'd do that to that. What, what, have you seen any crazy stuff in all your time, John? Mine? Yeah. Oh, I've seen a bunch. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I've had my decoy shot, and then... How many times? Twice. And, um, and that was years ago not when I was wired out, and... Well, not wired out, like wired out. Maybe some of y'all listeners thinking that like I'm on dope or something, but <laughs> I'm just high strung, you know. And uh, I, I turned around tactically on that guy, and it was an old man, you know. And as soon as he seen me and seen my gun, he dropped his, and like, like was tore up. And uh, you said he just went, yeah. He, <laughs> my, my, the last my, thing my I, ever, I ever want to see when I think I shoot a turkey and it's a decoy is Josh Elderton coming up on me. <laughs> yeah, Spinning I, it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ex-Marine ex Josh Elderton just fired up because yeah. he almost just got shot. Oof, I mean, that'd be scary. I've had a lot of, I mean, in 46 years and 30 years hunting, you know, pretty hardcore. I mean, I used to, I don't know, I mean, I, I've been hit by a bear twice. Um, hit by a bear? Define that for us. <laughs> like Not a bear here. ran into you? Yeah. With <laughs> yeah. You can't downplay that. Something like, yeah, just something kinda, like kinda that. Like, no, like, you, can't just, you can't just breeze over that. It's not like I got no, hit by so, a bear so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> There's a list. There's a long list probably. Jay that that is on the, with the Untamed 2, and y'all see him in the videos. He, uh, he'd never bear hunted. So he came out, and at the time, he was just kind of fooling with cameras and video and just putting some personal stuff on Vimeo. And he come, but I said, man, you ought to just come run, run bears with us. He's like, all right, yeah, I'll tag along. So he brings all his camera stuff, and I'm thinking, dude, you know, this stuff is going to probably get broken here. <laughs> you know? Because, I mean, he's packing all the stuff we pack now. I just didn't know that that's the direction I was moving in. <laughs> and so, like the first day that we go, we catch a bear, and it's over a high wall, and a high wall is like a big rock bluff from prior mining. And the, they're below the rock bluff. I was telling him about it today when we were looking over a rock bluff. And the, and the, the bear would come down the tree, the dogs would bite on it it'd go back up the tree and then one time it went back up the tree and a dog was on its hind end and it was going right up the tree and like we were 40 feet and that bear and dog came eye level with us and i was like man cash is gonna die <laughs> and next thing you know the bear couldn't hold them both up there he slid straight back down the tree and landed straight on him and i was like man i gotta get down there and i'm looking down that high wall and there are no drains, nothing to get down. And so I start looking, and I was like, I'm going to jump out on one of these poppers. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm going to shimmy down and get down there. And, hey, uh, no like, doubt. Like 40, 40 <laughs> feet. Yeah, yeah, like 40 feet. And I told Craig, I said, hey, I said, if he comes down again, I said, just kill him. I said, I'm going to get down there. And, and Jay was like, hey, how are you going to get down there? I said, 
I'll be down there in just a second. <laughs> the old and, fireman. Yeah, and I'm looking, and I, there was a poplar tree, probably an 18-inch tree. It was like 10 feet out from the wall, and I was like, Jesus. <laughs> I, said, I said, make sure your face goes to the side. Don't knock yourself out and then fall. And I run and jump on it and shimmy down to the tree and got down there and got the dogs tied back and stuff and ended up harvesting the bear. And I said, boys, y'all gonna have to get in here, help me get this thing out. You know, I can't handle all these dogs and this bear. And they, they said, well, just guide us in. I said, well, go to Craig and Jay. And I said, go about 40 foot to the left and jump on that popper and slide down. <laughs> and they said, okay, Rambo. <laughs> you know, because where he fell first blood, when he jumped off the cliff and ripped his arm off and sewed himself up, you know? And uh, so Jay was like culture shocked, yeah. you know, but he, he caught it all on video. But he was like culture shocked. I said, dude, you want to come out tomorrow? And he was like, yeah, I'll come out tomorrow. <laughs> So we got on another bear chase, and I was... I that was, wasn't even the, you getting hit by a bear story? No, 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 this is it. This, this, <laughs> is, this is the setup, <laughs> this is the next know. day. That's just you sliding This is the next day. I know a lot of That's just the Rambo story. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't even a story, that was just his build-up to the real story. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, so I, I, even talking to Zach when we podcast, I always kind of preface something. But, you know, with I always tell this story building up to this one. Earlier, <laughs> Noah asked what the uh, untamed was. We're, <laughs> this is the untamed. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we're at on, on another bear, and they, they got this bear on the ground. And uh, I said, come on, Jay. And he's like, should I take my gun? I was like, no, nah, don't worry about your gun. I said, I got a pistol. I said, they got it on the ground, this brush pile up here. And I could see the bear in the brush pile, and the dogs in front of it. And he said, what are you going to do? I said, just go over there. I said, I'm going to sneak up behind him and just, you know, point blank, I'm going to shoot him. And he's like, okay, okay. He's like, you know, okay, okay. And so I sneak up to him, and Jay, Jay's like behind me and down the hill, and I'm climbing up the hill. And so I'm walking in, and, you know, I, I packed a little 357 at the time, and I'm walking into this barren, and I, I take my hand, and I start putting it through the brush pile. And I'm, you know, I'm six, eight inches from his head, right? You know, you got to get against the fur. And uh, this bear, I guess I hit a limb or something. This bear turns, and I mean, I mean, snap! He comes out of that brush pile. <laughs> Did he hit me on my like my left or right leg? I can't remember. But I mean, and I'm a pretty big old boy, <laughs> and I mean. He flip-flopped me. Damn radio flew out, my <laughs> GPS flew out. But as he was running to me, I was just firing. I mean, point blank. And uh, so I get up and I, I went, whoo! <laughs> you know, I was stoked, you know. And I looked down at, and I forget that Jay's with me and it's only his second time bear hunting. I looked down at Jay and he's like, <laughs> and I was like, you okay? I said, we gotta go. And, go. and he was like, my foot. And I was like, what? He said, you shot my boot. I said, nah, man. I said, you're okay. He's like, nah, I don't know if I am. I said, dude, you're fine. And as the bear was coming out, like Jay was right here, and this bear's coming out, and I'm shooting, and it's, you know, it's steeper in a mule's face. And when I, I guess when I'm pulling the trigger, the bear's coming right beside me. I let a flyer go. 
and it went on the outside of his boot. It just grooved the leather. <laughs> yeah, God's honest truth. And like, he's in shock. <laughs> but I was like, you know, we got to go. And so the book, you know, I ended up wounding it. And, but I mean, he was alive and well. And we chased him back across the holler and he went in his mind breaking. There was an old man we used to hunt with. He still bear hunts, his name is Junior Amshire. And they got him back in this mine break, and there's a couple of dogs back there, and, and we were at the mouth of the mine break. And uh, and for the listeners, that's a just a crack in the earth where they've mined underground, and, and the earth's moving the mountaintop, and it just comes apart. Well, we're all up there, and we're like, I, and I'm still you know wired out, and I didn't I didn't want to go in the mine break, and I said, Junior, there's dogs in there, and he just like grabs his pistol and. He just walks right in the mine break after, and I'm like, there's only one way in, one way out. <laughs> and, like, the bear breaks out, and Junior, you know, he's 60 years old at the time. He he looked like the American ninjas, you know, when they, they jump off and they have to grab the ball, <laughs> you know, and then walk up the wall with no steps. Junior jumped up, grabbed his 45, and shot right between his legs and hammered him. No. Dropped him. <laughs> and, like... It's like folklore stuff. Like everybody says, "Mike Junior, he's the best." <laughs> you remember when Junior did this? And I mean, he's done it two or three times. He just walks in and amongst them. I mean, just, just no. you know, it's just crazy. <laughs> I mean, Junior. And get, then get then, some when sun's coming up. Huh? Get some when sun's coming up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then my buddy that climbed the tree to. You know, sex checked that mountain line. He went right up in the tree with it. it was six, six, seven feet from it. I was like, something's wrong with folks. <laughs> <laughs> you know, why do why do you feel that you need to climb up the tree? <laughs> the thrill, man. It sounds like so. It sounds like when you when you uh, got hit by that bear. It sounds like when somebody would either I would hit somebody really hard or they would hit me really hard in a football game. I'd jump up and be like, Whoa! Yeah. Because it's just like, yeah. man, that just gets me fired up. <laughs> yeah. No matter if I'm getting hit or they're getting hit, it's like, that's just, it's yeah, I mean, fun sometimes, you know? <laughs> when you, I mean, when you poke the bear, you know, things will happen, you know? <laughs> Chad got jumped on three or four years ago. We had one tree. And... He was telling me we had all the dogs tied up to the underside of the tree because we wanted, if he'd come out, we just wanted him to run uphill. And he said, Josh, you better watch down there. I said, dude, I got all the dogs. The bear's not coming this way. Well, he just steps away from the tree like 10 feet because he bear usually just comes down. He might stare at you for a minute, but he's just catching his breath, and then he'll just go on up the hill. And he's coming down, and Chad's going, hey, bear. Hey bear, and it comes down. He goes, "Go bear," and by God, the bear go. He come right at him. <laughs> and Chad turned to jump over the hill, and when he turned over the hill, he faced back up with the bear, and the bear landed dead on top of him. I mean, all fours. And they rolled over a couple times. I said, "Oh God!" <laughs> and Chad threw him off the second tumble, and man he jumped up and let out a big crawl you know big cry and i was like man i said you okay and he said oh lord yeah you know and uh <laughs> lord yeah you know uh, another buddy of mine got his achilles bit i mean when you play with them you know 
they're they're furious animals when you get them cornered. <laughs> but they're you know they're fun. Yeah. I mean those guys crawl back in holes for mine mine holes. I mean it's a that's wild. Yeah, it's, it, I mean it's it, it's not quite like spotting and stalking, but that's something I want to do. What you all do? Well, what's the state motto? Wild and wonderful, right, West Virginia? Yeah, man. That's pretty wild. And it's wonderful. <laughs> yeah, that's it right. Is. <laughs> I like it here. I don't think there's anything that could top that. No. <laughs> that's a wrap. Bedtime. <laughs> yeah, we should go to sleep. Yeah. Eleven oh six. Getting oh, up yeah. at what time, boss? Uh four forty-five. Y'all are gonna be late. Dude, I like, four, I like getting. I like getting. Getting there a little late. <laughs> let him start gobbling. Let him start gobbling. We got time. We got time. All right, you guys. Thanks for listening, everybody. Hope you guys enjoyed it. We, ha- I know I had fun. I hope I you all did too. Fun. That was great. Yeah. Thanks, guys. See you on the next one. Sun come up. Sun come <laughs> up. Tomorrow, <laughs> the sun's gonna come up. It's gonna be a big kill day tomorrow. Uh, I can yeah. feel it. I can feel it.